Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. This week, we'll be looking at the alien disclosure delusion with Michael Hoggart, the rapture with guest Terry James, and today we begin a brand new series on the last days with Dr. Rob Linstead. Welcome to August a brand new month of insight and encouragement. Watchmen on the Wall is here to bring clarity to the chaos and help you make sense of the world around you. With your continued prayers and financial support, we're here each day with insightful interviews, in-depth analysis, and encouragement from God's Word. In addition to bringing you this daily program on the radio and through podcast, we also have a treasure trove of biblical prophecy resources that are available on our website, swrc.com. When you visit our website, make sure you check out the events page. There you'll find the complete schedule of all our upcoming conferences. We have in-person conferences coming up in Oklahoma City, Columbus, Ohio, and Las Vegas, Nevada. Register for these conferences today when you visit the events page at swrc.com. That's swrc.com. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Dr. Rob Linstead is here today to begin a brand new series teaching through the last days of Bible prophecy. It is always a blessing to visit with Dr. Robert Lindstedt. He is a longtime friend of our ministry and a frequent guest, and he's one of my favorite Bible teachers. He's here today to talk about the last days. Dr. Lindstedt, welcome back to The Watchman on the Wall. Great to be with you guys. Well, I want to talk about your video series titled The Last Days. You start out by looking at two important end times verses. The first is 2 Timothy 3.1, which reads, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. The second verse is 1 Timothy 4.1, which says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Would you unpack those two verses for us, Dr. Lindstedt? Sometimes I have people ask me, how do you know we're living in the last days? I think they always think, okay, we're going to point to some signs to Israel or to Russia. And those are great indicators. Those are indicators of the tribulation coming. But I think the two verses that you just read are some of the greatest indicators of the last days because the first one, the second Timothy chapter three one, to me what it says that's so important is says perilous times. And really you look at the world and we're in peril. The truth is If a ship's in peril, if a person's in peril, it means that they're in danger. And I don't know what God would need to do to wake us up more than what he's done. Look at the catastrophe that this world's gone through in the last, let's say, two or three years. We've seen nations topple over. We've seen governments topple over. There's not a single government in the world right now that has a stable leadership. In Israel, for example, there's six elections in three years, three and a half years. Look at the financial market. It's up and down. 
everything that we thought was stable is gone. The food supply, all of a sudden it's wrecked. Shipping something, I'm talking to people, we're, we're waiting for glass doors at the school that normally you get those in two weeks and now it's been eight weeks or 10 weeks and they say, well, you, you can't count on anything being shipped. Our whole world has been turned upside down. Then you come to the health problems and we end one health crisis only to begin another one, perilous times. And so he says, perilous times associated with the last days. And then people often will say, yeah, but, but you know, there's always been difficulties, and there has. There's no doubt that there's difficulties that's always been true. But it also says this, seducing spirits, doctrines of demons. Now, those are pretty harsh words. And the reason why I think it's good for us to set this stage at the beginning, because I believe that the things that are being done right now are being done intentional. In other words, we're not seeing a health disaster because of, of some scientific reason, some epidemic, but I think a lot of the health situations we have are man-created. We're not seeing gas prices go up by a factor of four or five because there's a shortage of oil, but we're seeing them go up because we're seeing people manipulate and deceive. And so the idea of the seducing spirits, doctrines of demons, here's what we know about Satan, that Satan is a deceiver. Look what he did in the garden. He told a lie. Sometimes it's a half a lie, but it's still a lie. You know, you can take a truth and tell a half a truth, and if you do, well, that's a full-fledged lie. And so... I really believe that we're looking at this last days because it's, I'm going to say there's deception and lies. It's brought about fear. And next, it's come to control our health, our money, our jobs, our freedom, even how we meet as a church. We're watching people say, we're going to do this. We're going to control you. I've never in all my life seen the fact that it's possible for us to attack the house at a bowl game, be shoulder to shoulder at a tennis match, and then be told in a church you've got to sit six feet apart. Or if you sing hymns outside, you've got to wear a mask or singing hymns in, outside. There's something crazy, and the crazy thing is we're living in the last days. It's perilous times. And I think we have doctrines of demons that are that are really seeking to control what's taking place because Satan knows that his days are numbered. So deception and lies, fear and control are characteristics of the last days, and we certainly see those things every time we look at the news. Now, speaking of the news, Dr. Linstead, for the majority of the last days DVD, you look at items in the news that point out that we are living in the last days, the first of which is the search for peace. How does the search for peace point out that we're living in the last days? The scripture that I have in mind is First Thessalonians chapter 5. And, and it just expressly says that that's what's going to be. It says, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, and they shall not escape. And I find it interesting because just recently, at the end of this past year, the UN unveiled something they call the Guardian of Peace, the sculpture. And it looks like an end-time beast for sure because 
this thing is just a creature. It's got wings. It's got a kind of a combination of several animals. And, and you know, this isn't uncommon for God to use animals to depict the end time. In Daniel 7, he speaks of a combination of animals. You know, it's a lion with wings and a bear and a leopard and great iron teeth. These are all future war powers that he brings together. Revelation 13. He describes another animal. I mean, listen, you're not going to find this one in the zoo. It says it's a lion, a leopard, and a bear. But what he does, he takes these animals that he's used in the book of Daniel and in Revelation to represent world kingdoms. And he says at the end there's going to be an unusual combination of them. And Satan's going to give power to them so that they're more powerful than a regular lion. They're faster than a regular leopard. They're more fierce than a regular bear. And isn't it something that the U.N., took the Guardians of Peace, they called it. There was a time, you know, I remember a few years ago when the dove was a symbol of peace. But now the United Nations has substituted the dove, and they've got this creature. And when people see this creature, they're just going to say, you've got to be kidding. But it looks so much like the beast described in Revelation chapter 13. You almost think that somebody had a sense of humor. No telling what you had paid for this thing. But... To me, what it says is that while they're looking for safety and looking for peace, they never find it. Instead, what happens, there's sudden destruction. But everything's going to be done in the name of peace. Now, let me show you what I mean. We've just witnessed a time when there's been unstability in the Israeli government. They're going for their sixth election in three and a half years. That's unparalleled in their history because of how they do their elections. They can call for an election any time party gets out of the majority. And so here they are, and among the things they're looking for is peace. And they talk about this. And what I find incredible is that the interim government, the man's name is Mr. Leppet, he meets with the leader, Emmanuel Macron, who's the president of the European Union. And as soon as Mr. Leppet became the temporary prime minister, the first meeting he had was with Mr. Macron. And they state, that we met together for peace and safety. This is incredible. Here's Israel, surrounded by Russia. Here's Israel, the object of the most intense hatred. Anti-Jewish sentiment across the world is rampant. Even in Europe, it's at an all-time high. And they meet to discuss peace and safety. It's almost a mockery, but that's exactly what's happened. You see, they say one thing, and what's taking place is another. James, here's my concern. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, that when the Antichrist comes to power, he's going to actually support a peace covenant with the leaders of Israel. And they're going to be deceived because when they sign the peace treaty, after three and a half years, it's going to be broken. Am I saying that this is the peace treaty? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you see, we don't even have to use our imagination to say that things that the Bible said would be in the last days are coming to pass is exactly what the Bible said would be the conditions of the last days. And so I think the search for peace and safety and never finding it is one of the incredible indicators that we must be living in the last days. This is James Collins, and I'm visiting today with Dr. Rob Lindstedt about his DVD set, The Last Days. You can get your own copy now by calling 1-800-652-1144. That toll-free number, once again, is 1-800-652-1144 or you can always order a copy of this great DVD set online at swrc.com. 
Dr. Linstead, in the last day's DVD, you point out that commerce, powerful men, and big pharma all point out that we're living in the last days. How are these important signs that we're living in the last days? If we go to Revelation, Revelation chapter 18, it's an amazing chapter because there's no one that argues that this is talking about events that are in time. Matter of fact, I think we're toward the end of the tribulation at this time, and we're kind of at the apex of when the Antichrist has taken over and everything is kind of coming into his power. And remember, he made a promise in Revelation 13, you're not going to be able to buy, sell, or trade unless you have my mark. And so the people in Revelation 18, these men that are described here, they have his mark. And they are the ones who are the big financial people at the end. And what's interesting, when you come into Revelation 18, verses 12 through 17, it talks about three important factors. One is the doubling effect. In verse 6 alone, it mentions the word going to double, double, double. The doubling effect is so important because, you see, growth that's doubling is exponential. And so what's going to take place is going to look like there's unparalleled growth, and all of a sudden there's going to be unparalleled destruction. Next, it says that when this destruction comes in verses 18 through 19, it says that everyone's going to wonder, they're going to cry, Matter of fact, they're going to help because it says, for in one hour, so great riches are come to nothing. Later it says, for in one hour, the whole thing is made desolate. And then we see that it's worldwide. The whole economy of the world is worldwide. I mention these things because the Bible says that this is what's going to take place at the end of the tribulation. And yet, I look at what what we're looking at in the world today. We have a huge number of cargo ships that are stuck at sea. We're at a time when you order something, and who knows how long it's going to take. I personally know people that are in the construction business. They're practically out of business because they can't even get the materials that they want to do a simple task, not just a whole house, just a simple part of a house. That's how bad the process is of just getting materials. People want to sell it. People want to buy it, but we can't get it to them. And the Bible talks in Revelation 18 that this is going to be the situation. So here are these cargo ships stuck out here. Companies are going broke. Economies of the world are being ruined. People can be completely devastated because this stuff is sitting there. Here's another situation. I know uh, people that are involved with cherries. They have a limited time. There's no one to harvest the cherries. Almonds, the same way. The almond growers in the western United States said, we're going to go broke. We have the almonds. We have customers that want the almonds. We can't get the almonds shipped like we normally do. The whole world is in turmoil. So there's a doubling effect. There's a worldwide economy. And then the other one that's such an important clue is in verse 23. And if I didn't read with my own eyes and say, wow, you're exaggerating. But here's what it says. For the merchants were great men of the earth. For by their sorceries were all the nations deceived. Now, the word sorceries from Strong's Dictionary is the word G5331. I mention that because I've got people who challenged this when I spoke it the first time. So there's the Strong's word. You can look it up. And among the possible definitions for it, it's drugs, the pharmaceuticals and drugs. James, think about how our country is being ruined by drugs. These men that are becoming so powerful and so rich it's because some of the products that they have are illegal. Take a look at the flow of drugs. 
I was watching the special on the news, and the amount of drugs that's being pumped into our country through the southern border is at a record level. The number of people that are being affected by it, young people, I'm talking high school age, college age, young professionals that are being hooked on drugs because of this flow of drugs coming in. Right now, there's nothing stopping the flow of drugs on college campuses. There's nothing stopping the flow of drugs in our big cities. The devastation of the homeless people is because drugs, it's marking it. It's making it so that drugs, they say it's a necessity to take drugs when you live in these homeless cities. This is crazy. We have pockets of them. Los Angeles has over 70,000 homeless people. And they say that 95% of them are on drugs. We have an epidemic. And so the Bible even says in the last days, the great men of the earth with their drugs have deceived the nations. What more does God need to show us to say we're living in the last days? So I think the commerce, the powerful men, the pharmaceuticals or the drugs in the last days, we're watching this take place. It's going to get worse. What we're seeing is before the return of Christ. We're seeing this before the tribulation. Can you imagine what it's going to be like after the Lord Jesus comes and he pulls his church out? I'm so glad for salvation. I'm so glad that God has given us a way for us who believe in him, to accept Christ as our Savior, to go to be with the Lord Jesus. But when now this earth is turned over to Satan, and when now this earth is turned over to the wrath of God, because that's what breaks out on this earth during the seven years of tribulation, the wrath of God. See, the wrath of God, it fell on Jesus for our sins, but it's going to come on this earth, and this is going to be part of the punishment that's going to come on the earth during that seven-year period. Next time, I'd like to continue to discuss the last days, and I want to specifically talk about the European Union and Europe's role in the last days. Dr. said, as always, I appreciate you being on the program with me today. We have much more from Dr. Rob Linstead coming on tomorrow's Watchman on the Wall program. Today, we're featuring Dr. Rob Linstead's brand new DVD, The Last Days. In this dynamic teaching DVD, Dr. Rob Linstead examines the perilous times that we're living in today. As he shares his discoveries, Dr. Linstead gives solid reasons why the rapture comes before the tribulation. He includes timelines and charts that provide a clear picture of the end times. Dr. Linstead reveals the key to interpreting Bible prophecies correctly, and he lays out the rise of the Antichrist. You can have confidence in your blessed hope as we race toward the last days. Order The Last Days DVD when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. Being that we are in the last days, it is so important we tell others about Jesus Christ and His love for them. Larry Stam is here to help us do just that. Shalom, friends. Larry Stam here. So glad you're joining us as we continue this teaching series, Serving in His Court, Biblical Principles for Personal Evangelism from the Heart of a Coach. In our last lesson, 
we were speaking from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where Paul was addressing the entire church body in Corinth, and he was communicating to them that they all who knew the Lord were new creations in Messiah. He was communicating to them that God had given them the ministry of reconciliation, the word of reconciliation, namely the gospel message, and that they were ambassadors for Christ. They were to represent him. We've mentioned in previous lessons that to live a kingdom lifestyle is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. In this lesson, we are going to continue talking about the fact that God has entrusted you and I with the gospel. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, the Word of God tells us that Christians are God's ambassadors and that we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. If you're a Christian and you are listening to my voice, you have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. Isn't that a wonderful thing? It's a humbling thing too. Remember, to whom much is given, much is expected. To whom much is given, much is expected. So God's entrusted us with the gospel. We are to steward the message of the gospel, the most important message in the world, and the message that people need in order to be reconciled to Jesus Christ, in order to be reconciled to the living God through faith in Jesus. Remember in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus is giving his marching orders just before he ascends to heaven. The Word of God says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he's stating this to his disciples who are about to witness an incredible event, Jesus ascending in the clouds to heaven. Before that, in Acts 1.8, he says to them, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. It's really an incredible passage if you ponder it. I'll read it one more time. Jesus saying to his disciples just before his ascension, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus promised them that the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, God the Spirit, the third person in the Trinity, would indwell them, would empower them. And by the way, the Holy Spirit does the work of conviction of sin and does the work of regeneration. And you can read that in John chapter 16. So you and I are all witnesses for Jesus. If you're listening to my voice and you know the Lord, if you're born again, you are a witness. I am a witness. The issue is what kind of witness will we be? Will we be active or will we be on the sidelines? So I mentioned in a previous lesson Serving in his court, biblical principles for personal evangelism from the heart of a coach. For many years, I coached people and taught them how to play tennis. Now the Lord has given me the privilege to coach many believers into more effectively sharing Jesus in their unique spheres of influence. But really, the power is in the Word of God. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing 
by the word of God, not only for the unbeliever, but also for you and I as believers in Jesus Christ. Remember the Lord himself said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I've mentioned in the past, but it does bear repeating that in this series, the goal of this series is that we would understand, internalize, and apply the principles found in serving in his court in the book and also in this audio teaching series that our heart might grow for the lost, that our communion with the living God would grow deeper, and that we would become ultimately more effective in our witness to the lost. And by the way, I want to say one thing as we continue. You know, evangelism is one thing that we cannot do in heaven. Did you get that? Evangelism is one thing we can't do in heaven. Our fellowship in heaven, it'll be perfect. We can do that on earth. We'll also fellowship forever with each other in the Lord in heaven, those of us who know Jesus. Our worship will be perfect in heaven. Our minds won't wander. We won't sing out of tune. We worship here and now. Our worship in heaven will be perfect. But telling a lost person about the saving work of Jesus Christ is one thing that we cannot do in heaven that God has called us to do here on this earth. Also in this teaching series, I want to demystify the evangelistic process for you. Oftentimes, we might have a narrow view of what evangelism is. If we do a little word association, I can't get your answer because I'm speaking through a microphone. But if we were to play a little game and I did a word association and I said evangelism, what's the first thing that comes into your head? It might be a very narrow answer. It might be, well, I have to tell somebody about Jesus. I have to open the Bible with somebody. I have to tell them that Jesus died for their sins and rose again from the dead. And they, through faith, they must trust in Christ and ask God to forgive them. And all of that is true. But evangelism is so much more. And in this series, I'm going to communicate to you that prayer is an important part of the evangelistic process. Doing good works, loving people in Jesus' name is an important aspect of the evangelistic process. And then proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming the truth that sets men and women free certainly is an essential aspect of the evangelistic process. I am going to hopefully, by God's grace, help expand your paradigm and understanding of what evangelism is. And until next time, friends, the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Shalom. Thank you, Larry. Today in the Resource Center, we are featuring Dr. Rob Linstead's brand new DVD entitled, The Last Days. In this dynamic teaching, Dr. Rob Linstead examines the perilous times that we're living in today. As you watch this DVD, you can have confidence in your blessed hope as we race toward the last days. Make sure you order The Last Days DVD when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order The Last Days online. Simply visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Tomorrow, Dr. Rob Lindstedt will continue his important study on the last days. 
Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.